Cleveland Browns win a game, but man, it was ugly. Welcome to the This Is Believe One podcast. Uh, I had no faith that the Browns would win this game, honestly. This was a, a game that appeared would be the final nail in the coffin of what was this season. Uh, the fact that I went downtown the night before and I saw nothing but Bills fans only made me feel that even more. There were a lot of Bills fans in that stadium. There were a lot of Bills fans in Cleveland this weekend in general. Buffalo's not too far, and Bills fans travel well, so it's not necessarily surprising. But I really didn't think that they had a chance. And for what it's worth, this is a game they had no business winning. Uh, lots of poorly designed plays, lots of questionable decisions by Freddie Kitchens and Todd Munkin. But somehow they managed to come out on top. The most notable part of the game, which was the issue, was the eight plays that they had with a chance to score uh, against Buffalo. Now... Part of the problem that they had was they're running the fade route. That's one of the worst routes in football. People get all excited. Oh, get a big guy, just throw it up, have him jump ball. No, that's terrible. You have to throw it in such a very small window. Then let's say the receiver actually does manage to catch the ball. The amount of room that his feet have to properly land in a corner or by the sideline is so small that it's not efficient. It's one of the worst plays you can actually call down by the end zone is the fade. But we saw a couple fade routes go to Odell Beckham Jr. for some reason. That's not even the whole part that's terrible. That's just part of it. We're not even into why how, how bad it was. The best way to score when you're down on your opponent's goal line is by doing one of two things. Spread the offense out and run it up the middle, or bring them all in close and run a play-action pass. They did the opposite. They brought everybody in close and ran pitch plays like this is a fucking game of Madden. That only works in Madden. The pitch on the one only works in Madden where you have the guy who's got like 96 speed and can just get to the corner faster than everybody else. Don't run that shit. They tried running up the middle, and they tried throwing fade routes. Don't run that shit, it's not going to work. Now, we saw Buffalo do a QB sneak with Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is significantly larger than Baker Mayfield, so anyone suggesting Baker Mayfield should just do a QB sneak too, you can get the hell out of here because it's not going to work. We saw how it worked last week, and it was very much unsuccessful. It's just poor play design, and that's been the issue from week one, poor play design, poor awareness of the situation at hand. Speaking of poor awareness of the situation at hand, going empty on your own goal line and leading to a safety. What the fuck was this play? The line is terrible. The, Greg Robinson was getting his ass beat all game long, so was Chris Hubbard. The offensive line was terrible. You're on your own goal line, and you say, fuck it, let's get everybody outside. Let's have as many receivers and nobody to block. 
You're just asking for a safety, and that's what happened. All of the people that were there to help block got pushed outside of the tackle box. They're away from the tackles. It's the five offensive linemen and Buffalo's defense. And Buffalo's defense said, fuck yeah, let's get a safety. Because that's exactly what happened. They safety them. That's just the Browns season in a nutshell, is saying, fuck it, let's just empty everybody out and have nobody to help block the offensive line, which really isn't that good outside of Petonio and Shredder, and taking a safety for no fucking good reason. Now, before we get into the final touchdown drive, we need to discuss some decision-making by Mr. Freddie Kitchens throughout the game. Most notably, the decision to go for it after they failed seven consecutive times to punch it in from the one. Now, play along with me, if you will. They kick a field goal. They're up 9 nothing. Then you add that to another field goal they have later in the game. They're up 12-7. Then there's the safety, it's 12-9. Then you kick another field goal, it's 15-9. Then Buffalo gets their go-ahead touchdown. Instead of it being 16-12, which is what we actually had in the game, we get 16-15. Instead of having to go down and needing a touchdown, they could have gone down and set up for a field goal and win. And yeah, get the fucking touchdown if you can. Don't leave anything up to chances like a field goal. Because as we've seen this season, even the best kickers, the most clutch kickers, Adam Vinatieri, can miss from time to time. If you can 100% take it out of the hands or foot of a kicker and just score a touchdown to end the game, you do it. But it's all about setting your team up to be in a position to win. And that's something that they failed at repeatedly this season. Terrible decisions, terrible play calls, terrible just overall philosophy has led to lots and lots of reasons why they are in the position they're in now. I mean, I don't want to talk about last week's game, but very similar situation. Kick a couple field goals, and you don't have to go and score a touchdown to win. They lost that game. They went for it deep in Denver territory last week, and if they would have kicked the field goal, it would have been a two-point game then. Then fast forward towards the end of the game, instead of having to go down and get a touchdown, all they would have had to do is kick a field goal and they would have won by one. It's all about knowing when to take the points. And knowing when it is a good time to go for it. Cleveland has struggled big time in the red zone this season. Why do they continue to go for it in the red zone on fourth down? Kick the field goal, take the fucking points, put the points on the board, and keep going. Now, to Mr. Hollywood Higgins. Great play by him to score that touchdown on his only target of the game. Now, I've seen some people complain that he wasn't playing enough and that he only got the one target and one pass. The dude played almost half the game. He just wasn't targeted. But the reality is, and this is something that I got into it with someone on Twitter, is they're best on offense when they don't have three receivers on the field. Give me OBJ, give me Landry, give me some tight ends, running backs, whatever you want to do. 
The third guy is inconsequential to the success that they will have if they run their offense properly. They don't need Rashard Higgins. He had a great catch on his one play. Kudos, you did your job. You actually came in this time. But going back towards, you know, the they should just kick field goals earlier. That play didn't necessarily need to happen. The issue I have here with the Rashard Higgins thing is he refused to play. It came out before this game. And now he scores the touchdown. And now we're in a situation where he's going to get praise all week. But what this does signal to some people that refuse to realize it is that this is validating his decision to refuse to come in a couple weeks ago. I said it as soon as this news story came out earlier this week. They should have cut this asshole. The Browns don't need Rashard Higgins. As much as the chemistry him and Baker have, whatever. They don't need him. Higgins needs the Browns more than the Browns need Higgins. That's the reality. If you would gauge the ability of Rashard Higgins based off of the amount of people that talk so great about him on Twitter and all this stuff, you would think he's better than Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry combined, which is complete nonsense. At best, this dude is a third receiver who has some chemistry with a quarterback. He's not out there to be some superstar. He's not a superstar. Above average might even be a stretch. Because here's the deal. Even the best receivers in the league produce with terrible quarterbacks and terrible offenses. Rashard Higgins didn't do shit until Baker Mayfield lined up under center. It's not about Higgins' ability. It's the fact that a quarterback is making Higgins into what he appears to be. And I think they can get by without Rashard Higgins. They just need to run the proper schemes, sets, use the correct personnel on a more regular basis. What they get out of Rashard Higgins is irrelevant. He is irrelevant. That position is, in reality, irrelevant in what they succeeded at last season. Now, I don't know what the hell he's going to do on Thursday. I don't know what we're going to see on Thursday. Antonio Callaway was a surprise and inactive this week. And we got a short week playing Pittsburgh on Thursday. Um, just like this game, I'm not putting a whole bunch of faith that the Browns will win. Buffalo is a team that's just as ugly offensively and just sometimes not necessarily put together properly as the Browns are. The Pittsburgh Steelers are winning without Ben Roethlisberger. Their defense looks fantastic. Minka Fitzpatrick, somebody I wanted the Browns to trade for. Looks like he's going to be uh, a headache for the Browns for a while. I don't know how this Thursday's game is going to go. I'm not necessarily that uh, <laughs> positive about the potential outcome. I didn't even think they were going to win this past week, and they did. And it was in a very ugly manner. And you can argue that 
Buffalo deserved to win that game, and Cleveland didn't. Freddie Kitchens gets another week to be the head coach. Rashard Higgins is going to get the love of everyone on Twitter for another week. And the Cleveland Browns have to get ready for a division rival in a very, very short week. <laughs>